There have been some sweeping changes to the 457 skilled visa program, which will see that visa cease to exist from March next year. It's going to be replaced by two visa streams, four-year visa with onshore renewal and the possibility of permanent residency, a two-year visa with onshore renewal and no possibility of permanent residency. There have also been some big fee increases for employers, which will be used to create a training fund, the Skilling Australians Fund, which will raise $360 million each year. Uh, to explain these changes, I have with me the Department of Immigration and Border Protection First Assistant Secretary, uh, who's looking after the task force responsible for the 457 visa changes, Linda Geddes. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. So I'll just go through some questions, and um, which should cover a lot of the general questions that our members are asking. Firstly, looking at the, the new visa tiers, can you explain, firstly, the four-year stream? How does that work? Thanks, Tony. As your members will be aware, the, in April the government announced the abolition of and replacement of the temporary work skilled visa with a new temporary skill shortage visa. The TSS will have two streams, a short term stream of up to two years and a medium term stream of up to four years. The medium term stream of the new TSS visa will enable Australian business to fulfil or to fill critical skills gaps with highly skilled foreign workers where an Australian worker is not available. The stream will be underpinned by a medium and long-term strategic skills list and visa applicants for the medium-term stream will have to demonstrate that they, one, meet the English language requirement which specifies a minimum of international English language testing system level five or equivalent, have at least two years relevant work experience and meet character requirements by providing mandatory police checks. Employers sponsoring these applicants will need to undertake labour market testing pay the Australian market salary rate and meet the TISMET requirements and demonstrate that they are not discriminating against Australian workers. They'll also be, um, have to pay the uh, a contribution to the Skilling Australians Fund. The medium-term stream will allow visa holders to renew their four-year visa onshore and provides a pathway to permanent residence after three years. And the two-year stream? Uh, the the, the two-year stream uh, or the short-term stream of the TSS um, is up, up, up to two years and it will enable Australian businesses to fill short-term skills gaps where, again, Australian workers cannot be found with skilled foreign workers on a temporary basis. The key difference between the two streams are, number one, the occupations list used for each stream. So the short-term stream uses the, um, the, um, the strategic the short-term skilled occupation list and the medium-term stream uses the medium and long-term strategic skills list. The period of um, visa validity is another difference. So, for example, um, for the short-term stream, it's a two-year visa, um, visa and for the four years, it's a, uh, for the medium-term, it's a four-year visa. The other difference is, unlike the 457s or the medium-term stream, um, the, the short-term stream will allow onshore renewals only once and involves a genuine temporary entrant assessment to prevent de facto residence. And uh, the, the last difference is the pathway to permanent residence. So the, the short-term stream doesn't have that pathway, as you mentioned, um, and the medium-term does. Okay, so if people want to find these lists, they'd be at border.gov.au mm -hmm. um, and you can search for the list, medium list. You can look at the um, medium strategic skills list and you also look at the removed occupations list because there's a list of those, I think 160 That's right. odd. Um, and then uh, there's the full skills list. So basically you have to, if you can't find the application you want on the four-year list, the longer one, then it will only be either removed or available for That's two correct. years. Great. Okay, so... Um, Looking at the new skills, uh, 
there is a lot of concern among existing 457 visa holders. Mm. This, we get these questions all the time. We've got a 457 visa holder. He's now worried he won't be able to get, get here as a permanent resident. So what are the implications for someone who's on a 457 now? So for um, someone who's on a 457 now, um, certain 457 visa holders will continue to be eligible to apply for permanent residence through the temporary residence transition stream of the ENS and the RSMS. These transitional arrangements will only be available to people who held their 457 visa before the reforms were announced, that is, before 18 April this year. That's 2017. That's right. The current 457 visa holder will not be able to renew their 457 visa after March 2018 as the 457 visa will be abolished and the new TSS um, visa will be introduced. So the visa holder will need to apply for the TSS visa and the length of stay available to them will depend on their occupation, whether they're on the medium and long-term list or the short-term list. Um, one example is if a 457 visa holder works in, a, in an occupation that now forms part of the short-term skilled occupation list, for example a, a HR manager, they'd be eligible to apply for the short-term stream of the TSS visa. And so if they meet all the conditions of the visa, they would be entitled to stay in Australia for two years with an option to renew onshore for a further two years. But if they're on a 457 visa now that's a four-year one but they're occupation has been moved to the two-year list, their four-year one expires and they apply for a new one, what happens then? They will, they will then um, move to the short-term list and they'll be on two years plus two years renewal. That's right. So uh, there'll be a lot of people who will be applying under the existing 457 stream for permanent residency. And the cut-off date for that is July next year, I think? For, for the existing March, stream. March, March next, next year. year. So... Um, a number of members have asked me, our group members have asked me about skills on the removed list. Now, under the old system, there was just a very large list of skills. The, the, the qualification skill list used to be, and then it became ANSCO, that people might know. So now we have these specific skills lists. So if I have a skill that's been taken off that, uh, how can you go about, you know, lobbying or submitting to the government to say, I want that list back on, that yep. skill back on the list? So both lists, the short-term and the medium and long-term list, will be updated, will be reviewed and then updated on the 1st of July this year. Um, after that, uh, every six months, the short-term list will be reviewed and updated, uh, and that will be done with input from Department of Employment um, and also um, industry consultation. And annually from 1 July, the medium and long-term list will be reviewed and updated, again with input um, and, uh, and advice from Department of Education and Training and also with input from um, industry. So what we're doing for 1 July is uh, talking to industry sectors, to businesses, um, and they are providing their business cases to us um, around the different occupations, whether they're an occupation that's been taken off the list and they'd, they'd wanted on a list or whether it needs to be moved on the list and we'll put that um, all advice all up to uh, the government for consideration. And if you're in that situation, an AI group member, you can call the advice line on 1300 So just a couple more questions. Uh, looking more closely at the prerequisites, you know, there's um, age requirements and I think you mentioned English language. Um, can we just look a little bit more closely at those changes to prerequisites for the different streams? Absolutely. Um, the government announced that a number of changes to the visa eligibility requirements for the new TSS visa, the ENS visa and the RSMS visa. And as you said, this includes um, requirements around age, work experience, English language. 
And these changes are quite complex, so they are being introduced in different phases, and some of these eligibility requirements will come in through those phases. So from the 1st of July, there will be changes uh, to the existing requirements for the 457 visa and the direct entry streams of the ENS and the RSMS. Um, for the 457, English language salary exemption threshold will be removed and a mandatory requirement for um, all 457 visa applicants to provide police certificates at the time of application will be required. And the age uh, changes? Yep. Uh, for age, um, for applicants of the direct entry stream of the ENS and RSMS, the maximum age will be lowered from 50 to 45. Now, age exemptions for specific occupations will continue to apply, and the maximum age of 50 will continue to apply for the temporary residence transition stream applicants. And for both applicants in both for, for all applicants in both streams of the ENS and the RSMS, the English language requirements will, will change so the ILET score of six is required in each test component. Uh, and then the changes from March um, will um, we'll see that the current 457 visa will be abolished and the new TSS introduced. And therefore, um, the English language requirements of the medium term stream will be increased so that applicants must demonstrate a minimum ILETs five across each test component. There will also be change requirements related to character, work experience, labour market testing, workforce testing and contribution to the Skilling Australians Fund. And some of these requirements we've still got to um, work out the detail and we'll certainly be consulting industry on, on some of those. Um, and and, and that, that that's rounds off the, the changes. Excellent. Excellent. So just finally, you mentioned the Skilling Australians Fund. Now that's going to be funded by employers from the big increases in fees, up to I think for a large employer, you know, in the seven thousand dollars for a four-year visa. Um, how's that money going to be spent, and will the higher fees? need to be paid by employers of existing 457 visa holders? They're two common questions. So from March 2018, employers nominating workers for the new TSS visa will be required to contribute to the training Australians through um, a Skilling Australian Fund levy. The levy will replace the existing training benchmarks requirement that apply to 457s and to the direct entry stream of the ENS. The levy will be payable at the time an overseas worker is nominated and will range from around $1,200 to $7,200 depending on the size of the business and the uh, duration of the visa. So for example, if you are a small business employing a chef uh, for four years under the medium term stream of the TSS visa, you'll be required to contribute $4,800 towards the SAF at the time the nomination uh, is, is, um, is provided. Uh, employees won't uh, need to pay the SAF uh, for existing 457 visa holders unless they renew the visa under the new TSS arrangements. Right, okay. So finally, is there, I mentioned for our group members can call the our group advice line, mm -hmm. but uh, what about the department? Is there some direct advice that people can get from the department? Yeah. For, for um, listeners who have questions about the processing and the practical impacts of the reforms, we have a, a, um, a, an email uh, set up called 457, that's numbers 457 at border.gov.au. And if industry has any questions or views or comments around the policy um, parameters that I've just spoken about, then they can send that to employer.policy at border.gov.au. Thank you very much, Linda Geddes from the Department of Immigration and Border Protection. Thank you, Tony.